by faith he stayed for time in the land he had crossed, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him to the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith he received the power of procreation, even though he was too old, and Sarah herself was there, because he considered himself is because he considered him faithful when he promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable graves of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For people to speak in this way, make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they wouldn't have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. The word of the Lord. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his 
middle of the night or near dawn and finds in themselves blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us, as we have put our trust in you. So here we are in the middle of August. The liturgical season the church calls ordinary time. We're about halfway between the glorious days of Easter with its news of resurrection, and Christmas, that glorious celebration of the Incarnation, God with us, born in a stable into a dangerous and violent world. Every year we tell that story. We live the story of Jesus' earthly life, from the anticipation of his birth in the weeks of Advent through his death, on Good Friday, and then the joyful miracle of resurrection on Easter and his ascension into heaven. We await his coming again with hope, with expectation, with faith, and perhaps, truth be told, sometimes with weariness and despair. For that world into which he was born so long ago is still a dangerous and violent place. Our ordinary days may be days when we struggle to walk by faith, to continue to have hope in a world that looks bleak in many ways. We may have days of disappointment, nights of prayers not answered, we may not really believe he is coming back at all. Jesus tells the disciples and us that we must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Blessed are those whom the Master finds alert, waiting with anticipation when he comes. But it's hard. It's hard to be alert and waiting if we do not believe the promise or have lost hope in the promise. God's promise of peace, healing, reconciliation, forgiveness, and love. What we see with our own eyes doesn't look much like the kingdom a lot of the time. our condition, it turns out that this is an old, old, old story. The story of stepping out in faith and then waiting and hoping goes way, way back in Genesis. This morning we find our forefather Abram having a similar conversation with God. Abram has left his home, taken his family on the road as God instructed, set out on a completely unknown path by faith with hope. He has fought battles, saved the lives of his kinsmen, done some admittedly questionable things along the way, and prayed with his wife Sarah for a child. And he's old now, still talking to God, but he sees no answer to that prayer. But we know 
in ways we cannot see. The one who knows all, who knows each one of us, everyone, all the devices and desires of our hearts. The one who brings a peace which surpasses our human understanding. That, that God assures Abram that there will be descendants as many as the stars in the sky. As if that business is not amazing enough, for me the really, really amazing thing in this story is this part. And Abram believed God. He believed. His faith was restored. Faith in something so unimaginable to the human heart and to the old human body. In spite of what his human eyes could see, he believed in God's assurance that the promise was true. Blessed assurance. Abram believed. He trusted. And God held his faith and breathed new life onto Abram's faith. Strengthened his faith, and this part's important, and rejoiced. Rejoiced in Abram's faith. We are told that the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Righteousness. The right, the proper, the from the beginning of time plan relationship between God and his created, beloved Abram was restored. What we need to hear, I think, is that the creator rejoices in our renewed trust and faith. We hear this again in the Sermon to the Hebrews. The preacher reminds those listeners of this same story, the same story about Abram. And although we do not know who those early hearers were, it's safe to say that they were struggling as a community, struggling to hold on to the faith, Wondering whether God's promises were true, trying to stay alert and hopeful for Jesus' return, but weary, discouraged. The preacher speaks those beautiful words that day. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. A bolder translation of that, faith is the substance of hope, the proof of the things we cannot see. That word that the NRSV renders assurance is a translation of the Greek word hypostasis, the same word that is used to describe Jesus. Jesus as the very substance of God. So our blessed assurance, our blessed assurance is Jesus himself. He is the substance of hope. And furthermore, remember, we're joined with him in our baptism, so we too we too have this substance of hope and trust in our very selves. So God rejoices. God rejoices when we do not lose heart, when we are faithful, when we do what we need to do to hold on to our faith, when we remember who we are as a child of God, God rejoices when we pray and feeds us here with bread and wine of his substance to strengthen and sustain our faith every week. 
Abram and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob, all those people who heard the sermon to the Hebrews, all the faithful throughout the ages who struggled and yet lived by faith. All of them, all of us, we need these reminders to sustain us. We need communities of love. We need to read the word together. To know the story, to sing the songs, to share the gifts that we have been given. In addition, as part of our faith and encouragement to one another, we need to point to those glimpses of hope breaking through in our world. Proof, proof of God's promises to us that life overcomes death and that love reigns supreme.
Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins, for our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all things, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always Like it could use a dose of healing, whether it's for you or someone you care about. 
gift of God to the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on from your hearts by faith with thanksgiving, knowing that all are welcome at God's table.
May the peace of God pass us all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier, be with you and those you love, today and always. Amen.